Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. What LaCroix have done, which is very impressive, is figured out a way to flavour their water that cannot be replicated at home. Really? Well, not that I... I've experimented quite a bit, and I know I can't find a way to flavour it in such a subtle way. You can't just use less flavouring? Is there a new dimension yeah, to it? Yeah, no, no, you can't. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. So the... There's something about LaCroix's flavouring that it feels very deliberate. So it doesn't feel like it's an accident. It doesn't feel like someone's just not added enough flavouring. It feels like this is what this is supposed to be. You know what that is? Negative space. (laughs) (laughs) What? design principle often adopted by Apple to create the impression of minimalism. The, The space is being very carefully used as a tool in itself. So the neutrality of the water, the subtle off-white colouring, the tasteful lettering, the subtle emboss. It's Let's all... see Paul Allen's water. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Because like if you put, if you, so SodaStream sell flavouring, but it's pretty strong. So like you can turn a SodaStream output into lemonade or into Coke or into, but it's a very like overwhelming flavour. Or you could put a little bit of squash in. But there's, a, there's an amount of squash in water that you would rather it just wasn't there. You'd rather it was just water. There is. When squash goes below a certain weakness, it just tastes a bit like bitter water, but with no mm-hmm. flavour. So exactly. So somehow, LaCroix have taken that area, that zone of water flavouring, and done 100% flavouring at a certain level. That is truly incredible. <laughs> so, it's not just LaCroix, to be fair. Other companies have done it, but... I'm afraid, Johnny, I might have to hot potato you with a podcast topic for today. It's not that bad a hot potato. It's a warm potato. I, I knew something like this was coming when you allowed us to start without discussing the topic first. Uh, That's when I, I'm most on edge. It's because I have so much trust and faith in you as my dear business partner that you'll just be prepared to... <laughs> Luckily, this isn't video. You'll be able to see Johnny's face. Just... So, I thought that we could discuss today the concept of dealing with trolls. Okay. Your business. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. So, we're part of a personal trainers group, and I saw a question from someone this morning saying, how do you deal with trolls? I put up a spelling mistake on an Instagram infographic and someone insulted me and I'm very upset about it and what do I do? And it was a bit loads of people were like, oh no, don't worry, you're a strong independent woman, you don't need to worry about trolls and it unfolded from there. And I think as time has gone on, our approach to trolls 
has evolved. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I get trolled daily about my leg length, which, if that were anything else, like if that were my my race or my socioeconomic background, that w- it would be heinous. But because it's my leg length, which is also something I can't do anything about, it's okay. That's very true. Mm. And the, there's many phases. It starts off, phase one is hurtful. Mm. Phase two is Pain, denial. confusion. Confusion. Yeah, and d- denial, yeah. Then it's rage, then apathy. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, banter. That's like the top level. <laughs> Patter. Patter. <laughs> saying that someone has shit banter, I think is one of the best insults, and it's so underused. It's very, like, 2007. But it I still deep, think... though, because what it says yeah. is you have poor social skills and you can't appreciate a joke, and therefore you're going to be rejected from the pack. Yeah, because you have, have good banter. Words. Yeah, having shit banter is... And it's hard to do something about it. It's hard to upskill your banter, isn't it? It's like a, you're, like, endowed with a level of banter, and you can't really change it, I find. Yeah. It's part of your phenotype. So, but yeah, so I suppose, what do we get trolled about? Other than my leg length? I think there's two main sorts. So I I guess for anyone listening who has been living under a rock, like what is trolling to start Mm. with? We better define it. I don't know whether I have a succinct. Do you have a definition? I would just say online abuse, but let's see what Wikipedia. I think it's a type. It's say. a type of that, though, isn't it? Because it's it, trolling. I think, in my mind, anyway, there's a, there's an implied lack of sincerity to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's m- multiple uses then. So there can be trolling in a social sense, which is like winding someone up, and and it, it's done a bit more playfully. Playfully, yeah, exactly. Whereas I think online, it is defined as intentionally upsetting someone on the internet by posting inflammatory and digressive extraneous or off-topic messages in an online community with the intent of provoking readers into displaying emotional responses and normalizing tangential discussion wow i can't i don't think i can beat that typically done for the troll's amusement or to achieve a specific result such as disrupting a rival's online activities or manipulating a political process so, so the two definitions that I've got is to carefully and systematically search an area for something <laughs> or fish by trailing a baited line along behind a boat. I think you searched troll in an Australian accent there. So it, how do you spell troll? You've searched troll. I've searched T-R-O-L-L. The, the two definitions you've said are T-R-A-W-L, aren't they? I agree with you. But so, I, I can assure you that... I'm see, quite aware of up. that, but... <laughs> fine, that's strange. But I, T-R-A-W-L is what that should be, trawling, or being a trawlerman. Maybe the article that you're reading is trawling. Wow. Very meta indeed. Wow. So the, the main sources, I think, that we get this have it used to be on Facebook... Then we built up our Facebook page to 20,000 followers and went from getting great engagement to nothing pretty much overnight. Zucked. Thanks, Facebook. We had to switch to other platforms and 
paid ads. Twitter and paid ads seem to be where we get the most trolling. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's a certain type of person who trolls in a Facebook ad and they very, very rarely have a portrait as the profile photo. They normally have some kind of overlay that's usually to do with the military or some kind of like political angle. Sometimes it's a photo of a dog. Um, there's very rarely any friends on the profile and they'll often just say single sentences like, um, online training doesn't work or, uh, carbs are what, you know, whatever people, I can't remember the comments that I wish we still had that post, you know, the post of the ad that we were running for ages oh, to the, my God. if so, it's your macros, if I, yeah. I, I, bet, I bet I can find it somewhere. It'll take some digging. We, we did a episode on that a while ago cause it was, it was basically making the claim back when the idea of if it fits your macros was such a like controversial statement for some reason that we got lean while eating Haribo and cheesecake and Pringles. Mm. Now that's a statement of a fact. We, we got lean and that's what we ate, but it rubbed people up so much the wrong way because it clashed with their personal um, view of, of reality. And it threatened their sense of security and they therefore they started throwing rocks. That's I, that's kind of posting something controversial, but I don't know whether it would class as a, as trolling as necessarily because you've kind of... What we've done there is unwittingly attacked a set of people's religions and Religion. ideas yeah. um, by, by saying that. So we, we do get, I think, like trolling in the traditional sense... Um, not trawling, trolling on some YouTube stuff. Um, so well, Yusuf's been gone. This morning's comment. Did you see that? No. So I did a video two or three years ago on personal finance 101. <laughs> and it was just the basics of setting up your life so that your assets cover your liabilities. And someone's commented being like, you've ripped off Naval Ravikant here. And I said, I responded saying, like, I hadn't, I hadn't heard of Naval Ravikant when I recorded this video. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, he didn't invent the principle, the basic universal principles of personal finance. Yeah. But he's managed to... Jet Park is his name. Jet Park. Yeah. But he somehow managed to visit me from the future and be plagiarised from me. Um, so I, I get quite a lot of quite nasty comments on some of the modern wisdom videos we're in. So I'll, I'll oh, bring really? it up just for, just for reference. YouTube so comments can, are another kind of, it's a cesspit, isn't it? <laughs> it really is the, <laughs> the, you'd have to dredge. If you dredge the internet, what would be left is the people who anonymously comment on you videos. And um, they're unanimously nine years old as well. Every single one of them. Um, so yeah, some, I mean, I, I mean, so somebody called Tubby Tuber on the episode I did with Chris about, um, how not to start an online business. The, the overweight guy is a fitness coach, question mark, too good. Also you can be, you can, and the rest of it then basically spirals into disconnected single sentences, quoting parts of the video. Right. And then there's, I mean, 
people will say, sometimes it's about Chris, like criticizing his mannerisms, saying like the way Chris looks at the guy in the middle and like looks for approval and smirks at the other guy is so weird. And like, it's just, it, it's one of those things where you, because I, I think I remember Eric Helms saying, I just don't look at YouTube comments. Like I just, I've just decided like as a principle, I'm not going to look at YouTube comments because it's the, what you assume is that when you're reading it, because it's anonymized is that the person criticizing you kind of knows something you don't. And it's like, Oh yeah. Like they've, they've clearly, they've figured me out. They've got the inside line that I wasn't aware of. And, and actually I shouldn't be talking about this when actually like probably what they're doing is they're awake at one, two in the morning, watching hours and hours of YouTube videos with, with not really any, substance to their life so that so what they do is just criticize people on on the internet i think this is the that, this is the key point isn't it like the the sad life of someone who is writing that like yeah. expecting you to read the comment and be like oh, oh um, i've been oh, foiled no. by tubby yeah. tuber once again like <laughs> it it's just you know i i got i got punched by a nazi um several years ago in the center of in the center of newcastle and it was a complete sucker punch, like it completely unprovoked, came up to the side, just punched me in the jaw, and he had um swastikas tattooed on his hands. So I was I was gonna ask just to clarify, like, how did you know he was a Nazi? Like you're not just being derogatory. No, no, like, he was, it was like, <laughs> and, like he, he looked like a, almost a cartoon. Like he had like the braces, shaved head, um apparently he's got the words white power tattooed across his back. Um and I I was kind of annoyed for a day and then I thought, you know what? This guy probably isn't the happiest, most well-adjusted person to be sucker punching random people. And yep. I found out later he did community service because he punched a ten-year-old black boy in in Newcastle as well. So, Jeez. and he lost his job because he did something racist in his work clothes. And you know, so so you're just thinking, well, okay, what is someone's behaviour actually saying about them? And yep. I think when you see it like that, you almost you're almost like, oh. Tubby Tuber, do you want to like? Do you want a hug? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's something that um, I've watched. Like, well, we both watch Paul Mort's like response to because he gets a he gets a lot of he gets some nasty stuff, and he he has like moved more towards like a place of of, of really just empathising with people. You know, like what is what does it actually take? Like, imagine a day for you that would 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 end in going on the internet and saying something like really venomous to somebody else that you don't know, like how bad would your day have had to have been for you to, for you to snap at someone that you don't really know? Pretty bad. Like you're not having a, a great day where you're making progress in lots of areas of your life and you feel like loved and cared for and all these things. You'd, you'd have to lack a sense of purpose in your life because yeah. like it, it's never, it, it's never anyone who's doing better than you that, that is commenting negatively on your stuff. Well, because they're too busy doing better than you, aren't they? <laughs> That's the thing. It's uh, so yeah. So there's there's a few. I think a few principles that I think the first thing to acknowledge is like it's very difficult to read something that's critical and not not let it bother you a little bit, even just transiently. Like I think it doesn't matter what it is, especially if it's something like you've put a lot of thought into. And someone criticizes the idea or like people can, you know, if people say like, you know, the overweight guy or whatever, like that, I mean, that's, 
it's a comment that like is a really easy thing to make, but it's not. It doesn't offend me. What does what is really hard to read is like someone watches an entire thing that you've put together and then criticizes quite 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 intelligently about the stuff in the video. And you're like, oh fuck, like that. They've really thought about it. They've really spent time. Like, is that a troll or is it like that's that sounds like a critique? It's when it's like just really damning. Just you kind know, of it's, it's when it, yeah, um, that's when it's like hard to read um, because if you feel like you're you feel stupid, right? You know, because I can say like, oh, you bum head. You're not gonna be like, oh my god, like actually maybe maybe I do have a bum for it. Like you just be like, okay, it's a nasty thing to say, like to throw away a nasty comment. But when someone really picks it and then snipes or something and says like, this is such a poor review or this is such a, this is stupid. And you, you, you do feel stupid and it's hard to not let it bother you. But then once you get past that, I think it is, it is or there are ways to, to frame these things to help you get past it. And one of them is, as you say, like very, very rarely or ever, never do you get a scenario where there is someone who is far ahead of you in the field that you're trying to pursue. That's taking time out of their day to come to your facebook post or instagram post to just have a bit of a pop this is it like you you don't post a deadlift video and then have tom martin commenting being like that was shit mate i would to be honest i wish i did (laughs) Uh, seriously because like he i'll listen to him you know there there is one thing there's one time that someone else has commented on a video um it was a video of me squatting and it was tony cliff commenting on a video of me squatting just and he, he was just saying have you ever thought about changing your knee tracking like have you ever thought about tracking your knees more over your toes i hadn't tony thank you i'll give it a go i mean that's free coaching yeah like amazing <laughs> tony can you comment on every video please phenomenal <laughs> tony can i just sign up for your troll list please can you <laughs> troll us? it's not it wasn't like well this is shit it was it was constructive it was literally coaching yeah. <laughs> brilliant but yeah you're right like it's um so so that that's one like mental model is well if someone's criticizing why are they criticizing it's probably not because like they're doing way better than me and they need to put me down um the other is i think just coming to terms with the fact that it is pretty difficult to achieve anything without at least one person getting a bit annoyed about it Yes, and you you have to make peace with this very quickly. If you're going to set up an online presence and you try and avoid upsetting anyone, you're you're not going to succeed. Like Even if you try and be as vanilla as possible, you'll find someone who doesn't like vanilla opinions and gets annoyed at you. So you just have to plant your flag somewhere. And and the more... Sorry. Yeah, just accept that it's going to happen. The more... like the more you try and um, change anything, like the more, the stronger your opinion, the more you're trying to change the fitness industry, the more people are going to criticize you. Basically. I think it is proportionate to the impact that you're having is the amount of criticism that you get. Now, the, the next question is, should you respond to trolls? Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think this is a, a clear answer i think it, okay. i think it's it, it is very much a it depends kind of thing mm. if it is something which 
you're doing as a strategy, as a tactical thing to improve the engagement on your posts, and you feel like you have a coherent argument and it's someone that's worth engaging with, brilliant. Then, then go for it. But if it's someone who you can tell is clearly doing it because they are projecting their mental health issues or their sad, their, their sad life or their their particular um, ideologic biases of veganism or keto or whatever it is, and and they're just using you as like a kind of g- generic thing to throw rocks at, then it's probably not worth engaging. What do you think? Yeah, I I agree. So that. It's quite hard to to tell. I think sometimes, you know, is this person like well intentioned, or are they just going to be like this regardless? But there are some there are some times where you can use someone who has said something that's clearly, um, like they're clearly they're clearly misinformed in their opinion. Right? You've thought about it a lot more than someone else, and you can tell in the way someone's replied. You can use that as a way of like representing your brand to other people. So like someone says something that's, you know, a bit nasty or um, not that well informed, you can then reply to that person as a way of like, well, signaling, well, you know, I'm just going to remain polite. I'm going to remain courteous. I'm going to try and answer the person's question. I'm going to have like an adult conversation with them. And they'll sort of prove to everybody else that the way that they're communicating with you is, is just aggressive and unpleasant. And you'll often find that people will like chime in on your behalf or like your comment more than the original comment and stuff like that. I think that can actually be like a good strategic move as long as it doesn't take up too much of your bandwidth mentally. Um, Because these things can spiral if you're not careful. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. So I guess the key rule is be courteous. Like as tempting as it is to be like, oh, well, you're also a dick. And like it's, it's not going to achieve anything and it's not going to make you look good um and the only reason that you should be responding is as you said to what a noisy lorry (laughs) was that on my end or your end my end Um, because it was was so loud that i thought the lorry was outside my window goodness me (laughs) what they do is they they glide past and then they wait until they're just in front of this room and then they pull the big noise button big noise noise lever horn first gear foot down because they're like, oh, yes, podcast, right. So <laughs> the, the, the point is that you, you need to remain courteous just because you might also have misinterpreted them. You know, sometimes tone doesn't carry across very well, particularly on platforms like Twitter where, you know, you've only got 140 or 280 characters, so it's easy to misinterpret someone's tone. And quite often I've found that actually by responding in a neutral or a, or a courteous tone, to someone seeing their response again you're like oh actually they didn't mean it in a bad way yeah um but if i'd need immediately just like jumped the gun i would have looked like a, a dick and I, and i wouldn't have been helpful and quite often as well this has happened more times than we can count i think someone who initially seems like a detractor by posting a kind of objection that's all it is it's a sales objection they're actually just posting a a question because they're like oh hang on this doesn't match with my reality and if you have a, a, a good enough response occasionally those people will actually be like right i'm signing up for your program and yeah. then you're like ah okay mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah you're right like i think it's as with all this stuff you, you have to think 
is the person is the person worth listening to because actually like people in your market they are the people with the most valuable opinion you know if they're saying something that's indicative of well this wasn't clear or i don't agree or this has bothered me or i think you've you've got this out of context and that person is like exactly your customer and there's a few people who agree with that person it's probably worth at least thinking like is there any is there is this valid like am i just getting offended because it's true right and it's actually like they have they have a point or is the person just being inflammatory for the sake of it and that, there's a go, go ahead i, I was going to take it in a different direction so oh, well um just the the point you mentioned before about bandwidth i think that's that's the key decision point isn't it yeah. of is it someone who has a genuine question or concern or sales objection or is it going to be useful tactically to respond to them or is it someone who's just got a hobby horse about something and just wants to um continue um being a willy in which case then it's a it's a question of bandwidth and i think previously like especially as i've grown the account on twitter a little bit more um you you get more trolls as a percentage of total followers and i would try and respond and you know i think oh great engagement whatever and that but then it would it would go on you'd have the occasional people that are just relentless and then you're like oh right if i block this person now is this quote kind of admitting defeat and then you're like well well no like it this it's 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 a case of like how do i want to allocate my resources yeah there's no there's no win or loss it's not about admitting defeat it's about like is this useful like that's the whole reason that we're on this platform <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, like so connect, connected to that i had a we're in a in one of the programs we're in we're in a, like a coaching community and i posted in the uh, in the group about like something about our ads and i'd said we had 120 125 percent uh roi on them um and i was asking for a, a, I, had a, I had a specific question and there was a conversation between me and the person running the program very productive ended four or five days later someone replied and said that's not 100 120% roi you've miscalculated it um blah 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 this this is what it is and like the the way that i'd arrived at 120% roi was the the formula that is taught in the program and I like I had this. You get this, and everyone You're also a chartered accountant. <laughs> but I can be wrong, right? Like charts, chartered accountants are wrong all the time. But I was fairly sure about this one. So, and it's also irrelevant, right? Like, so I'd said, like, this is the revenue, this is the ad spend, this is the profit, the ROI is this, and the guy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. it's like just quibbling over an irrelevant thing, like it just. A, like, why are you it, taking the time out of your day to? Listen, like, ex exactly, but th <laughs> I think like this is the nature of trolling, isn't it? Right, like what, like fuck off, like what are you doing? Like it doesn't, it doesn't affect you. The conversation's closed. Like read it. Was it useful? Great. If not, just don't, just don't, don't. You're just being a problem. But you have this feeling rise of like I'm going to show him, like uh, uh, like if this feeling of like <gasps> I'm right and he's wrong. I'm going to show him. And then, uh, so there's something you spoke about in a video. I can't remember which video it was. And you called it urge surfing. I think it was the one about um, yeah the uh, Mortal Kombat game. Re yeah, recovering from my terrible <laughs> your terrible addiction, and how like if you look at your day, you have all these urges that rise, and then we're we're trained to just give into them, give into them, give into them. And you'll with trolling when you get something like this, you get a nasty comment, you get this feeling of like. 
I have been wronged and how dare they and I'm going to show them and I'm, I'm going to allocate the next 20 minutes to writing out this really full reply. And then you just think, actually, I'm not going to bother. And I think that's the most, the most freeing way to react to something like that is to just decide that that person's, in my opinion, they're wrong and I'm never going to change their mind. And you know what? I'm not even going to dignify it by replying. And then you just forget about it. You're right. You, and, and if you're listening, you will have this urge every time for the, in the beginning, like yeah. it'll always come up and you'll always be like, oh, but this is once yeah. I could just, mm. yeah. <laughs> but eventually that realization of, oh, it doesn't serve anyone to do this. So there was, there was a discussion on our Instagram off the back. I think it was related to the vaccine. Always uh, is. So always. <laughs> if you want to experience trolls firsthand, mention the words vegan, CrossFit, keto, or vaccine online. Criticize will, them. Yeah, you, you'll hear the stampede coming. Just <laughs> <laughs> or say that every strength coach has to have a oh, one point five. That was the other one. Yeah, God, that, <laughs> that one got me in trouble. But the, there was a there was a conversation, like a back and forth between two other people. I'll not mention who they are, but I was really impressed by one of the guys in the back and forth was just like, look, mate, like we're never going to change each other's minds here. Let's just agree to disagree. I was like that, like he's, he's been around the block a few times. No one ever does that on the internet. normally. Yeah, exactly. Like I know you both, I know everyone in this argument thinks that they are going to be the one that in, in a minute, everyone's going to go, Oh, hold on. They're right. I was wrong, but no one's ego can take that. Like everyone, it's just everyone's ego having this battle and everyone's ego is going to keep wanting to hold on to being right. So it's yeah. easy to just opt out and just don't try and participate in it. There's very few people that I know, and you're you're one of them, that is has an open enough mind to have their mind changed about something like a vaccine, which is a very emotive topic. And you're the kind of person who, like, if faced with evidence, you'll be like, okay. Yes or it's, no. ha- like, it's hard with stuff that I think I know a lot about. I find it tough. But if it's something that I don't know anything about, I, I don't know why anybody would have a strongly held view. But, on but that, that's that's completely opposite to what most people do. We, you know, the like conspiracy theorists are correlated with, or they're inversely correlated with their amount of knowledge that they have about something. So yeah. um, a survey showed that I think the number of people who believe in like the autism vaccine link, um, people who have the strongest belief in that link also correlate with the lowest knowledge when when objectively questioned about autism and about vaccines whereas like the professors of pediatrics <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's when you get a professor of pediatrics with a strong view that's not not in the direction that you think it should be that's the person to listen to but then i think you've got to look at the history and see like have they had trouble with like the authority or the infrastructure in that area? Have they been like wrong in their career or something? Yeah, Do they have yeah. a reason to to dislike the the structure, the authority there? Yeah, or, like are, are they acting from an emotive standpoint? Yeah. And you know, just because they're a scientist, they can they still have emotions. And if they're if yeah. they're not urge surfing correctly, then <laughs> they're gonna. And, yeah. and sometimes the more kind of clever, intelligent people can be the ones that can rationalize to themselves more strongly well and they and they're able to put together some very convincing arguments for the thing that they've decided is true it's like if you get a really intelligent person behind a conspiracy theory and the conspiracy theory is ill-informed they will 
bolster the the conspiracy theory in a, in a strong way. And the, the, these people, there's a really interesting podcast on um, on this by Sigma Nutrition with a guy named right. David. Oh, what's his name? It's, a, it's it's called like conspiracy theories, Doctor David something. And one of the features is that people who promote conspiracy theories have a narcissistic trait to them. Right. And this kind of makes sense that if you've got someone who is a like in a high position, but they have defected from it and they, they want to build a bit of an audience and they, they want to, you know, people love to hang on to that because they love feeling like they've got inside knowledge about something yeah. that the sheep don't know. And so they, they hang on to these ideas and they propagate them more. Um, so there's many kind of weird psychological stuff going on underneath, both with conspiracy theory type people, with trolls, with with all of these kind of funny behaviours that you see online. <laughs> the the um, we're going to have to wrap up in a minute, but the just to kind of well, I think I think we've given a, an effective framework for that. Do you think so? Yeah. The, the conspiracy theory that I would most like to get to the bottom of is um, there's a film that's quite well known called Unacknowledged, I think it's called. Have you heard of it before? So it's about this. It's this guy who's just utterly convinced that there are UFOs and there have always been UFOs and the, and the government are hiding evidence of UFOs. And this guy clearly has at some point been involved in the government or in whatever in fairly fairly senior circumstances and now he's just like bashing out films about it and i'd love to just like someone knows don't they someone's just got the answer of like it's full of shit you're full of shit or it's right then just just the tell us the thing about ufos is that there is such a high probability that they exist so Elon Musk on Joe Rogan was asked about this. And I think his view is like, if there are UFOs, they're, they're pretty subtle. Like he, he runs a company that sends rockets into space. And as far as he's aware, yeah, <laughs> there, there are no UFOs. It's but I see your point. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that we've, we've seen them or that they have come to earth, mm. but the concept of UFOs, like, and life on other planets. Statistically, like, you would you would assume there there is. Mean, how many planets are there? Well, so Hundreds. so the so that that though means that like, I think there's a higher likelihood that we'll just become. So if you assume like over the the time span of the universe, there have been other civilizations on planets, and we've not encountered them yet, it means that there's a either they are extremely advanced and they are interplanetary and they have been to Earth. And in which case we'll probably be fine eventually if we can make it through like the, the crisis that we have. Or they can't become interplanetary because they can't develop the technology and they just become extinct. And so we are therefore just quite likely to become extinct. There you go. <laughs> so on that note. So, yeah. So speaking of trolling, <laughs> we really need to get to the bottom of uh, of the UFO thing. If anyone knows, please write us a review on <laughs> please iTunes. Please tell us. Yeah, please tell us if there are any. Someone will know. Like I say, someone knows. Maybe they're listening. Please reach out. <laughs> Was that what you're going to say? Write us a review with the answer. Yeah, that would be obviously five stars. <laughs> do, do you remember when? So there's a podcast where I said 
to test if someone listens to the end, send us an email with us with with the phrase "That's so Rainbow Rhythms," which is a quote from Peep Show, which is a, a UK based niche sitcom that I find very funny. And someone sent us the email, <laughs> and I replied to them, and I can't remember when I said it. So I'd, the the other thing I'd love to know is when did we say that was so Rainbow Rhythms? I think it probably is in episodes zero to ten of the Propane Business Podcast. So if you're listening, you should probably go back and listen to them. Find the Easter egg. Just to find the Easter egg, because they're actually really valuable episodes yeah. as well. Well, they're the, mo- they're the most listened to. If you're listening to this and you've not heard at least episode one, that is the most listened to episode of all of the, all of the podcast. You'll never believe what Johnny says at minute seven about well, sausages. if you think that's unbelievable, it's what Yusuf then says at minute 21. That left that left listeners stunned. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to go. Seriously, I'm going to go and look for UFOs now. So wonderful. I'll speak to you on the next episode. Thank you. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast, and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.